Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. We see you. You're a colleague. You're a partner. You're a friend. You're always here to support your family and your community. Now there's a school ready to support you. National University offers tuition discounts for military spouses and free tutoring so you get the support you need to succeed. National University, supporting the whole you. We see you. You're a colleague, you're a partner, you're a friend. You're always here to support your family and your community. Now there's a school ready to support you. National University offers tuition discounts for military spouses and free tutoring so you get the support you need to succeed. National University, supporting the whole you. Yeah, we're going, see that? Okay, let's do a show. It's 1 p.m. Las Vegas time. Here we go. Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn Sunday School, starring Penn Gillette. My name is Michael Thadeau, Matt's on the road, but Penn Ready Rich and I are broadcasting from Show Creator Studios South here in Las Vegas. And on today's show, we'll talk about the great British artist David Hockney, we'll hit a little bit of time travel, and maybe some pornography. Here he is preaching love, Mr. Ben Gillette. Ah, talking love, talking love, preaching love, preaching love, preaching love, and here we are. Apparently the and, physical aspects of love. <laughs> and ready, Rich, ready, Rich. You wanted to apologize? You asked me to set you up to apologize? I would like that. Okay, apologize. Last week. Yeah. You know, part of my job is to hear how the show sounds in context mm -hmm. for the final edit, and I wasn't paying close enough attention to that last week. Mm -hmm. We made lots of mistakes. And I lost track of how many of those mistakes that there were, mm -hmm. and our show ended up being really short. <laughs> <laughs> we're not even right on the intro. <laughs> we tried to hit a 45-minute mark, and we hit 41 last That's last not Wednesday. too terrible. 41, it means if people that are doing exercise were listening to us, that's a good day for them. They're grateful. <laughs> that's really, they're a really good day. I only had to run 41 minutes instead of 45. That's a good day. That's a really good day. You know, I do this um, fitness plus thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And I do a uh, 20 minutes every morning, and I do a different workout every morning. So I go, I rotate through hit, you know. H-I-I-T, uh, high-intensity interval training. Then the next day I do yoga. The next day I do core. The next day I do um, strength. And the next day I do Pilates, right? Okay. And I do 20 minutes of each of those with my, with my Apple Watch, monitoring my heart rate and everything. And I go through, and these people feel like my friends. You know, and they, right. they get to, uh, I get to uh, watch them and they put me through this. Now I do a different 20 minutes in each one of these. So it's a, it's a series of five. So they never end up 
I mean, they, not never, but it takes a long time to cycle through before they're the same day. Okay. So it's a different one. I don't, because the worst one is hit. The high intensity <laughs> interval training is horrible, you know, and the best one is the strength one because that's just lifting heavy stuff and that's right. fun. What I find is I am sore all the time, huh? all the time. Uh, and I think that's good, right? I think that's the problem with working out. The only time you feel good is when you skip it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so you're sore all the time, and then you go, I'm going to take a day off, and you go, wow, I feel great today. I'm going to take another day off. <laughs> yeah, and then pretty soon you're not feeling You're great not feeling great. Because you're not exercising. But I kind of like being sore. Of course, it's so easy now that I've gotten older. Yeah. It's so easy to be sore. Any sort of stuff. Walk through can, the airport, and yeah. now I'm sore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But here's here's what I wanted to talk about, which I think is is, is interesting. I'm going to put together David Hockney, uh, time travel and pornography. Yeah. I want to talk about those three things because um, there's been a lot written about how uh, watching pornography distorts our view of sexuality, right? Okay. Uh, that this is not the way people actually have sex. So they watch pornography, then they think this is a way to act in a real sexual situation. And that that is a problem. And you'll see stuff written about that, right? That yeah. this is a, that, that adolescent, yes. adolescent boys. Unrealistic expectations. Sure. Now, why do we have that argument and not that argument about rom-coms? <laughs> right? I mean, are rom-coms much more dangerous? That is much more dangerous, yes. Because if you watch pornography and you think that sex, uh, happens in a, in a, in a yeah. more, more I have been to the top of the Empire State Building, and my dream girl was not there. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm talking about real, real big problems. Like most rom-coms involve stalking in some way or another. Right. You know, they involve sure. a real violation of someone else's rights. They involve someone saying um, no and you acting like that's yes. You know, when you have two people that are not getting along, then they finally get along. Doesn't that seem much more dangerous if you're actually getting your information from from the the? We either have to say no, no, everybody knows that's fantasy, in which case it applies to sex as well, or we say people think this is real, in which case uh, everything's more dangerous than pornography, right? Everybody knows more than we do is what I've discovered and what you've discovered, I know. Uh, they think they know more. I'm not fooled by that. Yeah. But you are. Yeah. Because you're an idiot. Yeah. I know that's not real. So if we're going to have the not real thing. Yeah, well, fuck Spider-Man, man. <laughs> we're exactly, done. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If we know, like I always say, all you got to do is understand the three stooges, and yeah. then you understand fantasy, and then you're done. Once someone has learned that you can't hit people all the time like the Three Stooges, once you've learned that one lesson, then any art is open to you, right? I would presume, yes. Yeah. So, you know, it's like uh, Will Smith did not learn that the Three <laughs> Stooges were fantasy. He did not learn that. That you don't get, ah, you knucklehead, you know. <laughs> Although, how much better would that have been? <laughs> if he if he had called him a knucklehead, and Chris <laughs> Rock had said, "Look at the grouse! Look at the grouse! Look at the grouse!" <laughs> we would have been thrilled with that whole event. It would have been just would not have been depressing at all. Right. Would have been just happiness and full of joy. But 
if we are going to say that um, we have to be careful with watching pornography for getting unrealistic looks at sex, we must say the same thing about rom-coms, right? Yes. And police shows. That does make sense. You know? Cop shows. You can't watch Law & Order and think this is the way an interrogation is supposed to go. (laughs) No. My wife yells at me every damn night. (laughs) (laughs) Oop, gotta let him go now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's if it's not real, it's not real. But here's the part that I think may be dangerous and may be sincerely driving us crazy. Mm-hmm. And David Hockney mentions, and you know, I read a lot of the David Hockney books. We are working on Tim's Vermeer. Of course. Um, so I don't remember where it came from, and it might because this is Penn Sunday School, not even be David Hockney. <laughs> but. I think I've talked about this very briefly, maybe a a show many years ago, but um, I want to kind of dig into it because it's been really creeping me out. Okay. Up until a hundred years ago, for all of humanity before that, for all of humanity before that, whether that's 150,000 years or two, whatever you want to decide it is, for all of that time. So just for an instant, you know, yeah. just taking a yardstick and just... Yeah, sanding off the end. Just just one, the lightest grade sandpaper, <laughs> yeah. you know, on the skip, that's all you get to do. And that's the amount of time it's been. We are able... To watch people that we have no effect on whatsoever. Right. That, I am haunted by the fact that that is huge. In the 18th century, okay, Mm. you could not look at someone talking or someone having emotion or someone having an interaction with another person without being part of it. Right. Now, the exceptions to that are so rare as to not be important. If there were a perfect window that you were looking through that they weren't aware you were looking through. A confession booth. (laughs) Yeah, but then they're aware of you. Yeah, they're aware. When do you have a situation where two people are talking over dinner, you get to watch them and listen to that and not be part of that? Right. Their eyes never dart over to you. Right. Or when can you watch two people really, really angry in a... Yeah, you can't be in someone's face and not fight with them or fight for them or or have them at least go, can you step back a little? Or or have the, the gravity of your presence affect the situation right. in some way. And that seems incredible because now we spend... How much of our days? Yeah, eight hours a day. Eight hours a day looking into situations that we have no effect on whatsoever. And that is time travel. Every single book about time travel says you can go back in time, but you can't change it. And I find as I get older, when I look at Paul Newman at 25 years old and Paul Newman at 80, uh, that kind of heartbreaking change people 400 years ago never knew. 
Right. They never. They might have, might have a painting. Might yeah. have a painting, or they have descriptions. But the descriptions they have, they're also moving through. Okay. Yeah. So yes, if I was talking about somebody, a friend of mine getting older, you know, uh, you for instance, right. you know, you you're uh, you're you're thirty years older than when I first met you. Yeah. My memory of you thirty years ago is also uh, that's also changing. My memory also changes, but then I can see video of you and a picture of you, yeah. and I think it makes the the journey through life more heartbreaking. I make I think there's real damage and change that's been done to us by the fact that we are all spending a, a fifth of our days, right. a sixth of our days, time traveling. That's what we're doing. We are time traveling, and we are also, we become ghosts in our own life. You know, 300 years ago, you were not a ghost. Every single place you went, you made a difference. Right. A difference that you could see. If you're walking through the woods, you know, you can see the twigs being pushed aside as you go. If you are farming. If you are interacting, if you're at a, um, at a, uh, at a pub and you're, you're talking to your friends, you are there in the room. You know, yeah. if a good friends of yours, uh, a couple are arguing and you listen, you are there to be able to say, cool it. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. Don't do that. You are also in a situation when something is escalating to be able to go, don't hit that person. Yeah. Don't do that. We spend now a huge amount of our life completely impotent, and, completely impotent, and, and being fucking ghosts. We have become ghosts in our own life. Every time you're watching TV, every single time you're watching TV, without exception, anything on TV, I don't care what it is. You've made yourself into a ghost. You've made yourself into a an emotional and powerful situation that you are witnessing without being part of. And we were never able to witness without being part of until we had this technology. And it's all, everything that we're watching is heightened. Mm. Everything we're watching is exaggerated because otherwise it's not a TV show that you would watch. Yeah. And so every situation, I've, I've every... Had, I've had an exception with some of that. <laughs> On some TV shows, there ain't nothing happening, but that's not important. <laughs> and also the pace has, has gone up on every TV show. And it's, Since 24, you know, yeah. it used to be a, uh, a nuclear bomb going off in a adventure show was the whole show. On 24, that's just the first 20 minutes. Then there's a virus the next 20 minutes. Then there's terrorists the next 20 minutes, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where that started. I think I think it started with the first Indiana Jones with with the with the mountain and the chasing and Well, there's also the perils of Pauline and all that stuff. Right, but I didn't I didn't get I don't, I don't remember any specifics of them being that crazy in the first minute and then going, oh, my God, how is this going to keep up? Only because you weren't experiencing them that, I'm sure that's, real time. that's probably true. Yeah. That's probably true. But, yeah, every every situation we're involved in on t- TV is emotionally charged. And so emotionally we- charged and we are impotent and we are ghosts and we have no power. So, I mean, I picture 
uh, the kind of things you see, a discussion over dinner. Yeah. Imagine if someone told you before understanding video or film, okay, if someone, or even audio recording, if somebody told you, okay, there are going to be two people having a serious discussion and you are going to be 18 inches from their face and they don't care that you're there. You mean nothing. They don't see you. How can that not have, and why isn't everybody talking about this all the time? Why, and this also ties in with, with pornography and that being unrealistic. The whole world is unrealistic. And on top of that, we then get things that are absolutely real uh, on, on, on television yeah. that we are, compl- we are also ghosts. We watch the execution of Ukrainian citizens, and we are ghosts. And the only way we can interact with that is with with levels of separation. So I watch a Ukrainian atrocity, right? And my reaction to that Ukrainian atrocity is not to run over and offer assistance. I then go on my computer to PayPal. Right. And I send money. You know, I decide how much can I afford to send right now. I'm going to rent an Airbnb because I could just send that money directly. To however you want to do yeah. You know, I, I was doing food, yeah. but it doesn't matter. I was doing food, but that doesn't matter. Um, you, 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 send, you, send, you send, yeah. send the money there, and then it happens, but you're totally separated. Now, ready, Rich, when I get on one of these jags, yep. you always come in the next week and say, here's where you're wrong. Spit it out now. What's wrong with what I'm saying? Boy, I don't know where to start. I guess I should start with, <laughs> wow, is Matt Donnelly going to be upset that he's not here? <laughs> because this issue with rom-coms is one of our favorite subjects. Mm-hmm. We like talking about the public apology. The rom-com ends with a public a- apology. Mm-hmm. Why is do wh- birds suddenly appear? <laughs> yeah. The most insane one that we both know of is that the Beatles guy, I forget the name of the movie. Oh, yesterday. That's the one where the guy wakes up and nobody knows the Beatles, but he does. Yesterday, yeah. And his public apology is at a concert that all the world is watching live streamed and apologizes to her in the audience and she doesn't want anything to do with him. Mm -hmm. I've lived through that. What do you mean you've lived through that? I was interested in a girl Mm -hmm. and she was not interested in me and... It got a little stalkery, mm-hmm. perhaps, mm-hmm. when I saw her at a party that I was DJing, and I stopped the party to apologize on the mic. <laughs> wow. The grand apology, the whole room saw it. She was embarrassed and fled the room. Oh. And I learned that from rom-coms. Yeah, yeah. This grand notion is going to save it. I can save this relationship. She just doesn't understand yeah. how fucking crazy I am. <laughs> so my nitpick on that premise is going to be that uh, we're aware from the Stooges, mm-hmm. but we forget mm-hmm. all the time that, that it applies to everything. Mm-hmm. And we see this when we do movie night. We have an entertainer, we have a cop, we have a lawyer, and a, uh, somebody who's trained in live martial arts. Mm-hmm. So that covers ninety percent of what you're going to see. That's bullshit. <laughs> <in film. laughs> yeah, and it's not funny until one until that expert chimes in because you forget while you're watching oh this is nonsense yeah until the joke lands yeah yeah well what do you think about the we're, we're all becoming ghosts 
Because that's the part that I think is actually richer and I've seen talked about less. I mean, have we have all become ghosts. We are entire civilization now of ghosts that, that spend most of our time not having any effect. Now, the weird thing is that video games change that right in in a really profound way you are in the room but now i am really a a giant with a sword yeah Mm. yeah so here's where my counter argument is going to be and i know it's a weak one Mm -hmm. but it's all i got so (laughs) here we go (laughs) you'll have Um, a better one next week yeah i i don't think that it's i think that the technology enhances it but i don't think that it's new Mm -hmm. like this is how uh lynch mob started right your friend comes, tells you, All right. hey, he raped that woman, let's go get him. Mm-hmm. And you weren't a party to any of that, but you're experiencing it through your friend's telling of it. Right, but I'm not talking, I'm, I'm really not talking at all socially. I am talking individually, psychologically. I'm not talking about, I mean, put aside the Ukraine example for a moment okay. and put aside, um, the rom-coms driving us crazy example. I'm talking about the feeling of the the um, uh, pornification of uh, of emotion that now we've got these disposable emotions where we are taught that there can be a very strong situation that we have no impact on at all. I'm not talking about now there's this atrocity we got to take care of. I'm not talking about now we're going to do a public apology mm-hmm. over a PA. I'm talking about the hours that don't inspire you to do anything. I mean, the idea that you would sit and watch a conversation between two people that they will never look over at you, not once. Yeah. And that no reaction and that you can't say live theater because in live theater, your presence does have an effect and you could stop it and you could stop it. Yeah. But you're able to watch stuff and you spend a lot of time doing that and you invest in people's lives. You invest in their emotions. You invest in the plot. And yet you have no way to interact in that stuff. How can that not change all of humanity okay well i don't disagree there but i know how to fix it Hmm. and here's going to be my ad for live martial arts training (laughs) (laughs) that jujitsu will teach you what does and doesn't work and it teaches you that your limbic system is reacting to stuff in a way that is not useful to you Mm -hmm. and it lets you learn how to squash that feeling and notice it when it's coming on so that you act in a different way so that you could stop and process and go, oh, this is something that is not important. And I could, here's a more effective solution that I could. Well, give, give us an example of that. So specific to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, mm-hmm. you've gone to the ground. One person's on top of the other. The person on top will strike the other. And the instinct at that point is to turn to your knees so that you could stand up and get the person off your back. Mm-hmm. That's bad news for you in jujitsu world because that person can now stop striking you and start choking you, which is easier for him to end the fight with. Mm-hmm. So you have to learn how to suppress the instinct to turn over and give him your neck. I see. So that, that is an example of that. But I still don't think we're addressing the fact that we have made ourselves psychologically into ghosts. We're not addressing that fact. But no. 
we're always talking around it. We're not talking about the fact that uh, we are living our lives. We are living a good portion of our lives as ghosts, as people in a situation that aren't there. When you watch an episode of Law and Order, you are watching life go by, and yet you are not part of it. You are dead. You are a ghost. Yes. You are unimportant. It happened at another time. And when we're watching old movies, we are watching things that happened, but maybe everyone involved is dead. You know? Yeah. If you watch Casablanca, everyone's yeah. dead, right? Everyone? I think so, yeah. I think everyone's dead, yeah. Everyone's dead. So it kind of feels to me like you're arguing against theater here? I think I'm arguing against theater <laughs> entirely, yeah. All right, I so we're I all am. retiring? I think so. <laughs> That's okay. good. I may be arguing against art, and I've got more to say about this. More to say about this, okay? But first, I want to talk about some other stuff, okay? <laughs> because I'll tell you... um, we also had paintings, okay? And paintings are stills, and I believe that's a little bit different. And paintings uh, are, are, you put a lot of time into that one moment, and then you can kind of look at it and share it. And watch this segue. You're going to love this segue. Paintings go up in price by a lot. Segways are always great when we announce them. I know, I know. Because then the uh, subtlety goes away. Uh, last October, right here in Vegas, 11 Picasso paintings were sold for over $100 million in total. Over $100 million just for a few paintings. These paintings would skyrocket, skyrocket in value. Who would know that? Well, Masterworks. Masterworks does. They're finally giving regular investors a seat at the table. Masterworks, the revolutionary fintech company, finally making multi-million dollar paintings investable. How cool is that? You can literally diversify your portfolio with art by iconic artists like Pablo Picasso, Van Gogh, Van Gogh and uh, Banksy without spending millions of dollars. The Masterworks research team analyzes over 60,000 data points to find financially attractive paintings, buys them, then files them with the SEC. After that, you can invest in shares representing an investment in that painting. To date, Masterworks has returned a net IRR of 30% plus from the sale of two paintings, and over 325,000 people have signed up. If you want priority access to the newest paintings, head to masterworks.com slash Pen. That's masterworks.com slash pen. Uh, and uh, for important disclosures, it's masterworks.io slash disclaimer mm -hmm. if you want to find out all about that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. AARP. Yes. Michael Goudeau. AARP. You know, you'd be facing the same issues. We all know this. I'm. How old are you, Goudeau? 62. Yeah, and I'm 67. And as we get older, we're more concerned about affordable health care, lower prescription costs, and protecting Social Security and Medicare. AARP advocates for you and offers financial and job resources, fraud protection help, information on joining local volunteer groups, and much more because AARP knows you have a lot of good years ahead. I tell you, I've written for the AARP magazine. Yeah. I love it. The Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan articles on AARP are fabulous. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen was on the cover of the whole thing. 
It's really, really good. Now, if you thought AARP was just for old people, have you rethought the definition of being old? The membership benefits come at very, very little cost. Family caregiving support, job board uh, resume advisors, driver safety tips, financial planning, the magazine, which I, I like the magazine, largest advocacy group for people over 50, instant access to news and community events, and you also get exclusive insurance plans and all yeah. sorts of really good financial Discounts stuff. at hotels. <laughs> yeah. Everything. So try the benefits for yourself. Go to aarp.org slash PSS to join for just 12 bucks. 12 bucks for your first year with automatic renewal. You get a second membership for free plus AARP, the magazine, and a free gift. That's aarp.org slash P-S-S. Don't miss that. Don't miss that. Check it out. Now, what have I got here? I got another one here to do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, your house, yeah. that's where you live, Gudo. It is where I live. And you should be really comfortable in your house. You should have a place that brings you as much joy as possible. You know? You got your house laid out pretty nice, don't you? I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> your home should show off what makes you you. And Joybird selection of customizable furniture and modern home decor lets you bring your unique style into your space. Joybird offers modern, customizable furniture for every space available in a variety of vibrant, durable fabric options. Get ready for Joybird's Refresh Your Space sale. Uh, I got to tell you, having good furniture, it's really good. It's really good to have it look, have you, feel like it's your house when you walk in. Yeah. Um, the, the prices are really good at Joybird. Their taste is really good. And you can get a zillion, zillion different things. So, um, Choose from over 18,000 customizable options or browse curated collections to find the perfect piece for your one-of-a-kind stuff. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. I'll book a virtual showroom appointment to chat with a showroom stylist in the comfort of your own home. Unsure where to start? Joybird's design specialists are standing by to make your vision a reality for free. Through partnerships with groups like One Tree Planted, Joybird is helping conserve and restore Earth's most precious resources. Each piece with incredible care using responsibly sourced materials free of harmful chemicals, quality craftsmanship, stain and scratch resistant fabrics, and limited lifetime warranty. Joybird furniture can handle anything your family throws at it, literally. Joybird stands by its quality and craftsmanship. If it's not everything you hope for, Send it back. Create a space that brings you joy with Joybird. Visit joybird.com slash pen and get 30% off your purchase. That's 30% off at joybird.com slash pen. We see you. You're a colleague. You're a partner. You're a friend. You're always here to support your family and your community. 
Now there's a school ready to support you. National University offers tuition discounts for military spouses and free tutoring, so you get the support you need to succeed. National University, supporting the whole you. Now, the other thing that David Hockney um, talks about that uh, I'm so fascinated by is uh, before the lens, okay? Yeah. So before the 17th before cameras, century. Sure. Before 17th century. Not, not cameras. Okay. Uh, before the 17th century with an actual lens. So before glasses? Uh, yeah. Okay. But that's not the important part of this. All right. You're saying glasses, but we don't care about you saying glasses. <laughs> the lens. Okay. The lens turns three-dimensional space into two-dimensional space. Yes. Does that automatically. Gives you an image, flattens out. And David Hockney has written tremendously about the idea that perspective, as we know it from the lens, is a tool that is one way of envisioning three-dimensional space, but not the only way. And because, once again, you pick a number, it doesn't matter, mm -hmm. 500 years ago, even say a thousand, right. I don't care. The way we saw all the paintings, that idea of perspective, the vanishing point, yeah, it's so hard to understand that the vanishing point is an intellectual and technological idea. The vanishing point is not a real thing. We're taught about the vanishing point. We do not perceive the vanishing point. Okay. And when you go to see the David Hockney paintings that are done without perspective, mm. it is incredible. I saw a room. This is, by the way, for someone who's not a visual thinker, this is the hardest thing to understand for me, right? It's so difficult. He did these gigantic paintings of trees. Okay. And he doesn't do the vanishing point perspective. It's kind of flat on. He also did these TV uh, video images where he had uh, multiple cameras. Remember the talking heads cover that is all the Polaroid pictures? Yeah. Okay. So that you don't have one clear perspective on the whole painting? Yeah. If you look at paintings from a thousand years ago, Chinese or yeah. whoever, they don't have perspective. Right. They have the way we really perceive things. So if I'm going to draw what I'm seeing in this room right now, because of lenses, I would draw a vanishing point and I would draw, I, mean, I can't draw, but you know what I mean? Sure. You, you'd make perspective out of the whole thing. But in reality, the way you're looking around is not tied to that one lens look. You know, if I were drawing this scene, what I'm really mm. perceiving, what I'm really feeling is not a lens look. What I'm really feeling is much more flattened out and segmented, you know, much more like the David Hockney paintings of the chairs or the Picasso paintings, where you see the different perspectives all at the same right. time. So we now spend all of our time seeing the world through a lens instead of seeing the world the way it is. And we've all been shoved into this perspective thing. So when people talk about the technology of Twitter and Facebook and everybody having a voice and how that's driven us crazy, I don't think we're spending enough time talking about the fact that every single picture we look at 
that is a photograph or a video is automatically forced through the lens of one uh, of one point flattening out three dimensions to two dimensions. So what we've done is we have three dimensional vision, right? Which allows yeah. us to which allows us to jump from one branch right. to another, catch a ball, catch a ball, which allows us to pick fruit easily. All that stuff. We throw that all away in order to see the world through a lens where we take all that away from us. And when you have three-dimensional vision from two points of view, and of course, we also know that the world that we see does not exist in any way, shape, or form. It's just what we do neurologically uh, in our brain to imagine those things, right? We are imagining those building blocks in our heads. Mm -hmm. After the fact of that. Yeah, but it's like three-tenths of a second or something. Uh, We're always living in the past. Okay. For otherwise you couldn't get touch and sound and uh, visual to sync. You also, you know, you have that huge blind spot in the middle of your eyes right, yeah. that you never see. Yeah. Cuz it's all put together inside there. But we have many many ways to take our view of the world and look at it. And for the past 100 years 500 years, we have made that all into a single point perspective. So we have taken our ability to perceive the world and flattened it, completely flattened yeah. it out. We flattened it out. You feel like that's not, I feel like what you're saying is is perhaps backwards, at least it is in my head. What is that? Because when I look at a thousand year old painting of uh, a, a tsunami in Japan, mm-hmm. a wave, you know, famous wave paintings, mm-hmm. those seem flat to me. And 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 cameras do not. Right. I feel like I see a, a three dimension now that I didn't wouldn't yeah. have seen a thousand years ago. That's I mean, ex- I would have seen it through my eyes, but when I looked at a painting, I never would have thought, "Wow, this is." That's that's exactly my point. Okay, precisely my point. Okay, my point is that you conceive of that being three dimensional space mm-hmm. because you've been taught that by the lens. The it's reason so ingrained you those can't see old it. those old paintings look uh look flat to you is because you only have one way of seeing depth now okay and um so yeah you're like a fish trying to see water okay uh, the wave paintings are not the best example the best example that hockney uses is the picture of the uh, the drawing of the castle and all the walkways and um it's it's a it's a wonderful drawing and if you look at that, I think it's I think it's a, a Chinese castle or something from the um, from several centuries ago, and the way the catwalks are and the way the towers are, okay, is not laid out with a vanishing point in perspective. It's laid out one of the ways you could see it. Right. Okay. okay. So you see what's important tipped in in different ways. So when you're looking. When I'm looking at this room and I'm looking at you over there, I see you uh, tilted different ways from how I'm perceiving you. I don't just see you in a straight perspective way. And that idea, it's what it took me forever to understand about, um, uh, about uh, not abstract art, but, um, but cubism. Cubist, yeah. Yeah. Cubist art is that cubist art is another way 
to perceive what we how we perceive the world. Right. It is not perverse. It is not crazy. It's another way to segment the world into how we really see it. Right. That seems to me time travel. Yeah. Uh, a cubist art is, is to me time travel. I can walk. It's me walking around the object and exactly. seeing it once. Exactly. Exactly. And that is the way we see all the world all the time. I don't ever get a snapshot of this scene, ever. You know, as I'm talking to you, my hand, right. I can see that. I never get a snapshot of that. I'm always, because of the three-tenths of a second delay, I am always collating right. all the information from tenths of seconds of time and turning that into what I'm perceiving now or what I perceived three-tenths of a second ago. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what I'm talking about, that if the lens did not give us that straight one way of flattening out how we perceive it, we would have the cubist way of seeing it too. Mm-hmm. And the cubism that came in as such a crazy thing in the earliest part, part of the 20th century was the way many paintings were done before that. They would give you the two yeah. different perspectives. And when you see the Hockney stuff, it's mind-blowing. So now we've moved into a situation uh, over, the, over, the, uh, over the past few hundred years where we are seeing things through a lens and we are ghosts. I have a quicker way of getting you there. Okay. Because I still see confusion on Gudo's face. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm still confused. Uh, let's talk about global projections. Yeah, okay. Mercator, yeah. So we, we have a few of those that we're kind of used to looking at. Yeah. That are flattened projections. And you also have sliced projections. Yes. And the sliced ones look very, very weird to us. Even though, in many ways, they are less distorted than our flattened projections. So it's kind of the same issue. There are distortions in any type of projection, because there have to be when you go from global, from a sphere, to a flattened surface, right? And you're just more used to seeing the one type of distortion and dismissing it than you are the other type. And, and, and your suggestion is that people a thousand years ago saw both of those and recognized both of those? Yeah, yeah. Or realized that... No, that they never saw the vanishing is point. Is there... The vanishing point does not exist until you have a lens. Is this something that through meditation perhaps you can revert to? I don't know. I mean, Hockney... Is, is that what Hockney's able to when do? You see he, the, when you see the Hockney stuff without the perspective, you really realize profoundly that... You've been seeing the world just one way, and there's another way to see it. And what I'm saying is we're pounding in this one way of seeing the world mm-hmm. hours and hours and hours every day until we don't even know the difference, until even children paint with perspective. You know, right. There's no way of seeing it in, in other ways to lay out the information. And um, I bet there are profound differences in that. But not as important as the fact that we're making ourselves ghosts, which I have never heard it put that way. That is, that's a really interesting it way. It's a really until, clear way to say it. It wasn't until I was driving over this morning thinking about what I wanted to say and thinking that what we have done is we've turned ourselves into an entire race of ghosts. Because... Isn't it possible 
that we're spending almost as much time in our lives as ghosts as we are actually interacting? I think that's probably correct, yes. And I, it just it just absolutely chills me. It terrifies me. I think about, uh, and it's really weird, because I do not think about gunfights. I don't think about bar fights. I don't think about screaming. What I think about when I want to be terrified by this is I think about the scene we've all seen a zillion times of two people at a restaurant having dinner. Mm-hmm. And I think about that close-up shot, you know, the close-up shot of a person's face filling the whole screen. Mm-hmm. So you really are 18 In- inches very intimate. from their face. And they you get to see the way their eyes move, and you get to see the way their face moves. And there's all that communication from the face right. that's being sent to you that you cannot have any impact on at all. So the fact is, we have experienced someone 18 inches from our face, someone attractive, someone that we relate to, smiling, showing us a real strong emotion mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with us. Right. And 500 years ago, you would have never in your entire life ever experienced being 18 inches from someone's face and emotion going across there that had nothing to do with you. Right. We have taken ourselves out of life and become ghosts. And every night I come home from the show, right? Uh, Not every night. Many nights I come home from the show. I sit down on the couch I turn on the big TV, and for 45 minutes, I feel emotions from people that I can't interact with. Yeah. And if you read Marshall McLuhan, you know, the medium is the message. If you read all this stuff about media, I haven't seen enough people talking about the fact that we've turned ourselves into ghosts and wondering how much of that is coming out in all this Twitter crazy rage and the idea that people now think they can believe whatever they want to believe because why not because you've been completely impotent you don't live in the world yeah the idea that someone can smile at me without caring about me yeah or seeing you in any way yeah not even yeah just looking right through you right through you i'm not there you're casper i'm not there i'm not there and i move through this there's uh there's a delmore schwartz story mm-hmm. where um he goes back in time and sees his mother and father meeting and he's screaming don't do this it's all going to go bad for you <laughs> uh screaming yeah and absolutely has no effect and uh, once again a chilling story and uh when i go back and look at the few because you know i'm old enough that when i was young we have a uh you know, the whole movies we have yeah. of my family are, are rare. Yeah. And, you know. Pretty limited, yeah. Altogether, there's like 45 minutes, maybe. Yeah. Being able to see myself at that age and not being able to do anything, not being able to communicate anything, it is incredibly powerful. I think 
what's his name the the comic that uh that uh that died recently. Um, Norm MacDonald. Norm MacDonald. Norm MacDonald says, you know, it used to be, you would say, you would say, uh, want to see a picture of my grandfather, you know. Right. Now you're going to be able to say, do you want to see 37,000 pictures of my grandfather? Yeah. You know, uh, that kind of recording, recording without influence Seems to me, I don't know if it's driving everybody crazy, but it may be driving me crazy. Well, it sure makes me want to watch a lot less TV. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> but, you, you know, uh, that idea, and I'm talking about it, and this also ties back into the porn thing, you know, to be able to see someone's face during bliss, during orgasm, during in intense feelings. And not have anything to do with that. Right. <laughs> Nothing to do with that is incredible. I mean, this is an experience. If you told somebody, you know, 500 years ago, you're going to be able to look over someone's face who's moving and talking, mm -hmm. move all around them, all around their entire head, and they won't know you there. That would be the creepiest thing you could say to them. Yeah. Just so creepy. Yeah. On the other hand, there's not a night that goes by that I don't turn off Ozark and go, man, am I fucking glad that's not my life. Sure. <laughs> you know? Sure. There's a relief side to that as well. I often see that where I go, boy, my... Absolutely. But I mean, I've, but how that's many... ignoring the fact that this is scripted and, and crazy, but it also reminds me that, that my life is good. Yeah. But how many... How many smiles have you seen that you didn't cause as opposed to uh, 500 years ago? Right. Most of the smiles you saw, you caused. Right. <laughs> and nowadays, I'm, most I'm of the smiles. I'm still pretty close to that. <laughs> no, no, you're not even near that. Not even the ballpark of that. <laughs> you see many more smiles than you've caused. You're not I'm even not, not even one percent. Even doing even doing a show like uh, last no. night there was a thousand people. No, but you, uh, how, how many how many of those were you eighteen inches from their face? That's true. That that part's true. Right, but I mean in Ozark. In, yes, in in, 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 in one episode. In an, yeah, one episode of Ozark, you see more smiles you didn't cause yes. than the smiles you saw all day you did cause. Possibly. Yeah. Certainly. Or okay, put another fifteen minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't know, I don't know how impotent, useless, and ghost-like that makes us feel. Right. Mm -hmm. And not even mentioning that people are listening, you know, like three or four people are listening to this conversation that is a conversation that they would never be able to hear without having input to it. Yeah. They're trapped. I'm sorry, people. <laughs> and they do have input on it. What's that? They do. They they're ty they're ty typing to mm. Randy Rich right now. It's actually been a very active chat today. They don't. They don't have input, um, in in close to real time. There is a technological barrier between them. Yep. It's not like they're sitting in the room because you know fully well when you are sitting in a room and saying nothing. You have impact on the entire conversation. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Uh, when I'm, I get better ideas when I'm explaining them to Teller 
They want him alone. Right. Teller says nothing. Teller says nothing. I'm just telling him something. Yeah. When Teller's telling me something, I have a huge impact in the way he tells me just from being in the room. And I can do a pretty good model of Teller. Yeah. You know, if you talk to Teller, you've seen him do this. He's able to do both sides of the conversation. Yeah. He's able to say, Ped will say this, I'll say this, Ped will say that. His model, his theory of mind for Penn is very, very good. Yeah. And he can sit alone and do a conversation with me, but it's not me in the room. Right. That's a difference. And you're not. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Not in the room with us because this is, was, was, is, is. <laughs> That's the problem. We don't know if it is or was Penn Sunday School. That was Penn Sunday School. <laughs> Cha-cha-cha. You become naked. Just when you're watching Ozark next time, Godot. I'll count, I'm think, counting the laughs. <laughs> think, no, no, not laughs. Micro expressions, little bits of the. Right. You know, oh, I understand. And also dislike and unhappiness and questioning. All of those things that you didn't cause. You had nothing to do with. I'm so grateful. <laughs> but you know we love you. Hey, Matt Donnelly, you got someone to thank? Time to thank loyal members of the congregation. Here's Dr. Scoop Little, Joseph Mastrangelo, Jeremiah Jenkins, Nate Soloway, Kelly Reeves, and last but not least, Jesse Miller, Alexander Hoffman, Danny Olwine, Julian Webb, Sean Magruder, Stephen Volcano, Jim the Naked Magician, still selling the domain nakedmagician.com. All domains must go. Scooped Mids and Paul McBride. Thank you so much. To give you a head start on next week, the best counter argument I saw in the chat today was we're trading that crazy for being more empathetic worldwide. Mm -hmm. We see you. You're a colleague. You're a partner. You're a friend. You're always here to support your family and your community. Now there's a school ready to support you. National University offers tuition discounts for military spouses and free tutoring, so you get the support you need to succeed. National University, supporting the whole you. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.